This is not a joke. This is not a hoax. Certainly I'm staking my reputation on it. If an anonymous individual in a rubber mask could be said to be staking his reputation on anything, I'll challenge these ufologists to debunk me, discover my identity. <laughs> if, it, if they really believe that the alien interview footage is a hoax, prove it. Show where it was faked. If they believe that the alien in that footage is a puppet, prove it. Find the puppet maker. If they believe that I am a hoaxer, prove it. Discover my real identity. It certainly doesn't matter to me at this point. I fear for my safety. Well, I could tell you this, and this is part, this is a snapshot of the film that was smuggled in 1991 out of a facility uh, just south of Area 51. Um, if I am truly in danger, that means that this film and this, this being is real, and God help me. But if I'm truly in danger and this being is real, that means the extraterrestrial program is also real. And I say, God help us all. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Alien Addict on this fine Sunday. Uh, before I bring my co-hosts and our guest, John Stewart, on, we're going to do the normal thing, whereas I want you to like it, I want you to share it, I want you to subscribe to it, whatever it is you happen to be listening or watching us on. I want to remind you that the podcast is also in audio form that comes out on Spotify and iTunes and all the other good stuff. Uh, later on during the week, there's three podcasts. One comes out tomorrow being monday one comes out on wednesday one comes out friday and that is the content that we've done over this weekend um you can also go to our merch store buy t-shirts buy all of the t-shirts it's a collection we won't have uh, we won't be keeping them up for long we will be swapping some of them out um and i i don't want to keep boring you with saying these things so if you can just make me a millionaire i will stop telling you anyway david Oliver and our guest tonight, John Stewart. How are we doing? Doing good, buddy. Doing good. It's good to have John back on the show. We've had you here once before talking about this particular topic. I'm excited to have you back. You're one of my favorite podcasts I've ever been on, and uh, and thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Well, I wasn't on the last podcast with you, John. I was away. Oh, that's right. 
yeah that's yeah. what made it so good yes <laughs> you should have heard the things they said about you but yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I was watching it in hospital <laughs> i wasn't in a hospital a friend of mine was but yeah i was watching it in a hospital while we was waiting but yeah it was very good good listen um so john over the yes. i mean it must be about eight months about eight months since you've been on uh, like, seems like that yeah what's um what's been going on in your life over the the eight months that we've, we haven't spoke to you for you know um just continuing to do doing podcast and um doing still some light follow-up investigation and um i did not it, it's like every week with this crazy investigation that something pops out of the woodwork or, you know, some other fact, or we go down another road. Um, just, uh, last week we got another, uh, lie detection expert to start, uh, disseminating Victor's three interviews, the one in 96, nine minutes long, the follow-up documentary in 08 and the art bell promo radio show in 97 i believe that was an hour and a half and uh he has come up with some startling just the preliminary just the first nine minutes um he is himself even scratching his head like i, I don't think this guy is lying or being deceptive so um other things uh you know i i before the last show i think the number 27 we found out about which was on the bottom of the of the film. Uh, that was a new explosive revelation. Uh, some of the names leaked out on a podcast. Somebody tried to redact, unredact some of my redactions. Uh, so that was there was a little blowback there. Um, we finally seven days ago saw the face of Victor, which was unbelievable. You know, um, which you know, sure we can talk about today. Mm -hmm. um, proving, which is why I came forward with my $2,500 challenge, which I don't want to sound like a carnival barker, but um, that uh, it's time we stop the noise that Victor was Bob Dean. I put out a video three months ago that shows Bob Dean and Victor in their documentary had different ties totally. I show the response from the director that the interview was not filmed at Bob Dean's house. The ficus tree where that sat next to Victor, that was filmed in the rocket studio offices in Beverly Hills. I mean, this is from the director of both, you know, documentaries. Um, we have to stop the noise and start paying attention to the preponderance of evidence on even on certain things. And for God's sakes, Victor was not Bob Dean. Victor was not the director. Victor was not Whitley Schreiber or Victor Marchetti. And he wasn't uh, Bob Lazar. I have never seen Victor in my life. Well, when I got his full name, I, I know I have never heard of him, but his face, I've never seen him, never heard of him um, so uh, before I got the name, but never saw Victor. his face. You know, um, it was startling. So we need to start, you know, we, I want, I'm helping people holding all of the UFO skeptics hand and we're going to knock down one domino at a time and we're going to get to the end of this and I'm still going to let the public make their decision, but I'm going to knock down every domino that we can, whether it proves against it's real or it's against it's fake. I don't care. I care about the project, but the outcome is I want to come as close as I possibly can to find the truth. 
Now, I don't know why that doesn't dissipate people's hatred or their animosity for some of my investigation and the stories. I, I, I don't understand, but I'm trying to. Um, I'm simply trying to find the truth. And we're coming to the point where because no FX person in 30 years has come forward that he or she created the alien puppet, because nobody else with any credible solid evidence has come forward in 30 years to say it's a hoax and here's why it's a hoax. I don't have anywhere else to go but to say that all of these stories, all of this journey, all of the government harassment of me, the stealing of my emails and something is going on. And what I believe is going on with this whole crazy film is that it's possible that it's not fake, that it is a real extraterrestrial. Mm -hmm. And four days ago, Somebody else come, came forward with corroboration that he has seen the film too, but from a different angle with more people in the room. So, and I will talk about that tonight. So again, it's just one thing after another where it's going, it, the needle is moving for proof rather than hoax. And I, sorry for people that don't like that, but that's just telling you what's happened from a guy that doesn't care either way. I think that's one of the most interesting things. Like if it was, you know, run through the, the outside thought, if it was from a skeptic's point of view, if it's faked, you have at least three people that'll involve a minimum of three. You got the puppeteer and the two medics who come in at least. So I think that is interesting that no one has said anything. Cause even like the Patterson footage of Bigfoot, people have taken credit for, uh, alien autopsy. People have taken credit for, uh, various things that come out. People take credit whether they should or they shouldn't. They jump at it, and then no one calls them out, and then people immediately dismiss. But you're right. One of these things, we haven't had that. The only famous hoax where no one has come forward, as Sean yeah. Morton has said. Where are, where are the people? Where is the where is the person that did the accounting work for this production? Who owned the soundstage where they filmed it in? Who did craft catering? Where did we get the wardrobe from? You mean no one... 30 years at a pool party in Hollywood said, you know, you know, that crazy alien interview I did, I provided the general outfit for it or I mean, come on, you mean to tell me an FX person has not, doesn't want to come forward. What did he sign a 50 year NDA? Give me a break. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, it, I'm just, at worst it'd be a, a pet project at someone like someone's pet project in their basement. But again, while when there's plenty of footage out there of other FX people saying that, oh, I could have done it better. Right. Of course they could. That's that's right. their job. They, they have to say that. Of course. They're always going to say that. Um, but the reality is they don't know who did it. And the one thing they all say is this guy would immediately have a job. 11 special effects people yeah. we've talked to. We, I'm talking the, the this, these researchers from 96 till four minutes ago, mm -hmm. 11 special effects people have no idea who did this. Really? The guy yeah, that would have a job curious. in a minute for Spielberg? Exactly. No one knows who did it? No one knows exactly. who this guy is? It's, I think I mean, we have the director the issues. and the CEO of the, of the video company telling us Victor came to us in a taxi cab. He was a government biologist, retired. <laughs> so why are we starting with Victor as an actor or Bob mm. Dean? What, what, why are you going to that default position? I don't freaking get it. The, the CEO of the, of the video production company is a Broadway producer. The director is Jeff Broadstreet, straight shooter, a little stiff. Why would mm -hmm. he not? It's a hoax. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we, we may. I mean, come on. Did everyone realize I was in contact with the person from Fox TV who first interviewed Victor 
said the same thing Jeff Broadstreet said. Weird, nuts, difficult. We threw him out of the office. So Fox is lying for a hoax on behalf of Rocket Pictures. And come on, please. So John, you, you, stop, you stop squirting you, water on my back and telling me it's raining. You know, hey, come on. You said you you think you've seen his you've seen his face now, Victor's. Yes. Are you are you saying he's still alive? No. Right, because in the now, if if, in, if our bio is and research is wrong, then we're wrong. But yeah, from our research you, and bio, he's 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 no longer with us. He's dead. He, he said in his last interview that he was not long for this world. Uh, he's right. moving on to a different right. Um, body. Right, different vessel. Different vessel. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. You know what else I found interesting about that video? So here lately talk of ufos aliens all these things are very big in the media and you have tucker carlson arguably one of the biggest independent news sources yeah. out there now i mean he's dominating that scene has talked a lot about that and he has made reference along with other people have made reference to the soul vessel that whole mantra he's said things that are so scary that he doesn't like talking about right and it's very interesting because i saw when i was looking about this more in the past couple of days, because I knew we were having you on again, and I really enjoyed the last one. I was looking, I'm really have been looking forward to this one. Uh, the Heaven's Gate thing, I see that these things get confused, but this video and all that came out before Heaven's Gate happened. And that, as as Lee and I have termed the golden age of cults, <laughs> uh, right? You know, that's that's us, that's trademarked, uh, <laughs> or it should be. Uh, this came out before that, and I see a lot of that online that it gets conflated. Well, they're just stealing that from the Heaven's Gate. No, no, no. This this came out first, then Heaven's Gate, and they were already planning it. Right. So it I don't know, man. That like aside from real or fake, the stuff that they're talking about, like technology is too difficult to communicate, but religious and spiritual ideas aren't. You know, I, I think we get so caught up on or I know a lot of the people do, how how hey Ashton, what's up, man? He's in the chat. Uh some people get so caught up on that and the conspiracy and wanting to come after you and wanting to come after the people involved. And like you said, not taking the time, the message that got this guy was putting out with it. When you look at it just by itself is incredibly heavy and substantial. It, it, it is very heavy. You know, when you talk about, well, uh, you know, Victor says, what have they communicated? This is in 96, of course, you know, various minor technical aspects about the craft, mm -hmm. um, but spiritual. Okay. Well, let me just, what if John Stewart, me, I went back to 1805. I encounter Lewis and Clark. I've got a CD, CD compact disc player with me. I've got my iPhone with me. How do I communicate to Lewis and Clark how an iPhone and a CD-ROM works? Well, there's a laser light. And, oh, yeah, you don't. You only know a candlelight. Well, it's like a beam. What's a beam? It, um, it's oh, like yeah, this. Uh, and, and it reads, scratches in this plastic. What's plastic? So I would have to think that if these beings are a thousand to a million years more advanced than us, how could you possibly? It's, it, oh, Victor yeah, says definitely. has the greatest analogy. You're putting calculus into the greets and scrunches of a chimpanzee. It's impossible. Yeah. But... Could I, could I talk to Lewis and Clark in 1805 about God, about spirituality, the universe, philosophy. about belief, yeah. and a, philosophy and higher power? Talk to them for hours about it. 
Yeah. So we I have an interesting question for you, John. Yes. Uh, go says, ahead. Please ask John. Please ask John what he told Clayton Morris about Lockheed Martin making alien reproduction vehicles. Oh well, the story was uh, maybe it's not uh, uh, all the rage on the internet. Yes. Um, to be very quick, uh, December third because they want me to be so specific, the keyboard warriors. The first week of December, I get an email from a person that claimed to have worked for DIA and Lockheed and working for a company now that I've never heard of. And he said, "Um, I caught your podcast. You know, um, I really enjoyed it. I think you might find this useful in Mm -hmm. part of the whole alien phenomenon. When I worked for Lockheed, it was talk and conjecture, but from very, you know, good sources that Lockheed, and I'm just going to spin through this, that Lockheed um, had success with a recovered uh, non-human intelligent craft. They made a rudimentary alien reproduction vehicle and somehow through telepathy found out that the the, uh, actual extraterrestrial craft and the pilots were some sort of symbiotic relationship, you know, mentally and physically Mm -hmm. and mechanically. And they made the leap and bounds of almost creating an identical non-human intelligence spacecraft. They hid this from the government. They created their own strike recovery team for any rudimentary or sophisticated non uh, or alien reproduction vehicle if it crashed somewhere. And it did crash in 2004. The United States government were tracking it, thinking it was an actual extraterrestrial craft because they were not briefed from Lockheed that they were flying this craft. Mm-hmm. And it had this, the, the, it had the, the modalities of a, of a non-human intelligence craft. It crashes in North, Northern Nevada, crashes, rough landing, an un, unannounced or unplanned landing. Mm-hmm. I can be broad. Lockheed strike team, advances on the aircraft to recover it and allegedly a JSOC strike team from the government was sent to recover it because they thought it was a alien craft. And as crazy as this sounds, because I only believe 30% of this, a firefight ensued where two U.S. government JSOC individuals were killed. There was more things about these two individuals that I will not talk about because it's so crazy that I don't want to I don't want to think that it could happen. But two individuals from JSOC were killed. We don't know the end of the story. Um, And this person met all of the hallmarks, in my opinion, of a whistleblower and a government employee. Mm -hmm. I've been reading government employee emails for five years. I've been looking at them as a UFO interested person for 20 Government employees speak in abbreviations. They're mm-hmm. they're kind, they're polite, it's good grammar. It's got all of not saying it's foolproof, but it has all he had all the check marks mm-hmm. of somebody that worked for the government. And he had all the check marks of a whistleblower. You know, he had the trigger event. He was pissed off that this was being kept from the public. He had the he had the disclosure uh, stage, which was I'm not gonna tell somebody who can fire me and jeopardize my my income, but I'm gonna tell a second rate party to disseminate this this information, which was me. Then he had the third stage, the regret stage, where he cut me off. And then he had the fourth stage, which was, you know, a deny plausible deniability, where he said at the end, you know, this all could be, you know, just right. water water cooler talk. Yeah. So 
Um, and I simply went on Clayton Morris, who was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I simply went on his program because four days after receiving these emails, my emails on four different platforms on my iPhone were gone, missing. And my wife said, you're going to the police, you're making a report, and you're going to see through this because it's the second time this has happened. And that's what I did. And I and then I started researching Lockheed. I started seeing these crazy stories that they have their internal hacker program, mm-hmm. that, they're, that they're more dangerous than the government. I had Stephen Greer tell me, be more afraid of corporate corporations keeping secrets than the United States government. And I panicked. I mean, I panicked. And for the safety and the possibility of the jeopardy of my family, I went on Clayton Morris to say, this is what I was sent. It wasn't on government letterhead. It wasn't on top secret stamping on, on, on the email. I don't know this guy. I don't, he didn't mention any specific names. This is what was told. This, I said, the story is crazy five times. And I'm coming out to say, I'm not on the story. Please leave me alone if you're, if you're investigating me. And I want to move on with life. And supposedly it got so crazy with some podcasters that I made the email account, emailed me the emails of, of, of businesses that I don't even know the names of. And then I answered myself and then answered myself back again. This is what one podcaster mm-hmm. actually claimed. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's scary. Very yeah. And and then I emailed a po- he's like, well, before you go on my podcast, because I wanted to just because I could see there was people not clear. So I just wanted to answer some questions. Then he claims, why did I send him the emails when he asked for them? Because I said, don't share them, meaning it's not disseminate this to the public yet, but the physical emails until yeah. somebody does more investigation or I don't know what these are, but I'll show you the proof that they were sent to me. And it's yeah. just it was just it's been crazy. And then, you know, I went on Cosmic Road. To do to once again because you have to defend yourself to the keyboard warriors. This is crazy. I believe 30%. I do believe Lockheed had a recovery team. If I had an experimental helicopter corporation, I would have a recovery team if a helicopter went down. So I believe that story. Everything else, I don't believe until I get more veracity. Four days ago, let me just finish. Four days ago, a, a tech guru named Nico, French born, lives in Senegal, says, when I was doing contract work, two Lockheed employees pulled me aside and said, you do know that we have like reproduction fake spacecraft that we got from the aliens and we reproduced the technology. And you know, and he called it a shootout, which I thought was interesting. It wasn't a firefight. Mm-hmm. In his English, he said, they told me, you know, there was a shootout between Lockheed and the government. Or he didn't say that the, the corporation between this corporation and the government. So somebody out of the blue, you know, just coming forward and saying, you might want to listen to what John Stewart was sent. We think it's true. So to jump into some of these things that are going on. Uh, so come Blizzard says Lockheed has their own soldiers. And that was someone else that, you know, that maybe they contract PMCs. Lockheed is a PMC and yes, they do have their own security services. Uh, and they're no joke, uh, no joke at all. Um, you know, interestingly enough, you can still talk trash about them online. There's only one government agency that's semi-government you can't talk trash about online. Uh, Ashton asked the same Nico that went on other podcasts the other day. Yes. 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 And he okay. was a gentleman called, had, had uh, Jack from Cosmic Road podcast. We did a, a Zoom, three-way Zoom. It's just a, a, you know, you're a pro wrestler and you're saying this. But a lovely individual. He was just a gentleman and a nice, hum- a nice human being. And uh, he's like John. 
you know, I know you're taking flack out there for something that you're, you don't believe yourself, but I'm telling you, this was told to me also, but he called it a shootout, you know, cause he was using his, you know, Parisian English or whatnot. Did so, he tell you which, um, but which when I say of... about that is, is that my story, the firefight, Yeah. you know, you see the news using the same vernacular. He did not use my vernacular, which kind of strikes it like this must've been a different, someone else retelling him the story, another person. And they called it a firefight, a shootout instead of what the person told me firefight and house stories. Uh, yeah, man, uh, it's the, the, contractor world is bizarre and yeah they definitely yes. have their own recovery teams they have their own security yeah. forces they have their own it guys mm -hmm. and they will hire the best out of the military because yep. they pay crazy, way yeah, more way more and what's crazy guys is that i i went on the show saying five times i counted it five times this story is crazy this what was emailed to me i am here not to sell my book and i have a book and i didn't mm -hmm plug it. I'm here not to sell my book. I am here because I am paranoid for the safety of myself and my family, period. And it's, he created the emails for attention. I mean, when I, I think, I, think it's called Mattel. Is... I didn't even know what Battelle was. How could I email my yeah. a, a, a company that I don't even know what it does? Well, I do now, but yeah. you know, it's, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. So, uh, Cosmic Dave said, just landed. I am UK and lived with the Russian spy. It's all psyops for military, in our opinion. She worked in Moscow. That's exactly what you'd expect a spy to tell you, man. Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. If you think, you think the government doesn't love this whole alien phenomenon for 80 years, you're crazy. This has been a boon for, well, this you is know, for... For, for for taking people's eyes off of you know uh, secret project craft that mm. went into development, and 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 even though the phenomenon ninety nine point percent chance is real, this, this must have been great for the the government that the fact that some beings did land and interact with humans and I mean the government had to be laughing their ass off like how could they how could we be so fortunate for eighty years to have a cover story that is true. And it's and it's and it's interacting. It's it's live. It's it's organic. I mean, you know. So Cos cosmic Dave, she showed. She showed I, I understand what he meant. She showed me the paperwork, bro. Bro, get it to us, man. Come on, get back in there and throw some of that good loving. Get us some paperwork <laughs> exclusive. Right, Come be on, a John Stewart. When somebody asks me for email, boom, you get it. <laughs> how, how did you get the the pictures, John, um, of Victor? Uh, did somebody send you this, or is? And how can you be so sure? I won't sure say it, but I spent $500 doing it. How's that? Okay. And I showed it to two other podcasters, uh, Vinny Adams, who I don't even know, but somebody said, trust this guy with your life. And I'm like, I have to show it to somebody I don't have a relationship with. And I showed it to uh, Jack from Cosmic Road. And they all said the same thing. It's not Bob Dean. It ain't Bob Lazar. It isn't Whitley Stryber or Victor Marchetti. It's not Jeff Broadstreet. Victor looks... First of all, Victor looks like he has fetal alcohol syndrome. He has no upper lip. Okay, how could I make this up? He has no upper lip. He when he his he did have a real beard at the time, but all of this was 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 clear, was was skin, and it was beard, and it looked like a scruff, you know, a little bit below here. He had a wig on. If you took a truck an American truck driver baseball hat from the seventies and put it on Victor. And put him in a race car telecast in the 70s. He would look like a 
stock car driver from Alabama in the 70s. And in the number 27 car, is her, you know, driving the Chevron mobile, you know, Toyota or whatever. I mean, he looked mm -hmm. like a Southern race car driver with the beard and the, and the wild wig and stuff. He had fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, um, you know, he had a thin lip or we would call it no upper lip almost. You said he was a biologist, uh, right? Or biochemist? Biologist. Victor biologist. was, and I've let this out. Victor was the caretaker for the dead aliens in captivity in storage. Does that make, does that sound okay? So did he work for the department of the Navy or did he work for a private corporation? We believe that he worked for the D defense intelligence agency. DIA. Which also contracted, you know, which also it was a it was a it was a homogenous, it was um oh god, I'm trying to think of a it was like a melting pot in S4. You had people working for DIA, you had people working for the Department of Naval Intelligence and some other groups that were interspliced. Mm -hmm. You you would you would get um they would intersplice people that were maybe working for let's say Lockheed or or another corporation, and you know, they'd be cycled in and cycled out. It was you know, We're all working under the umbrella of the Department of Energy, though. Well, what we have been told and what we have found out with documents, okay, the the facility, S2 Alpha mm -hmm. with S4 underneath, the facility from a FOIA request was built by the Air Force in around 1962. The mm -hmm. Air Force gives the alien program over to DIA, which was newly created by JFK and Senator Barry Goldwater. The, the DIA takes over the program. The Air Force still runs, like as far as roads and maintenance, mm -hmm. the Nellis test test range, which is what it's called. And I called Area 51 to military people. It was it's mm -hmm. the Nellis test range and S4 and Pomni Airstrip. Area 51 is part of that. It was run by the DIA under the umbrella of the Air Force, and a lot of it. The Department of Natural Reach, the Natural Department of Naval Intelligence, also ran a lot of the programs. Doesn't Why the you property see itself belong the to the Department of Energy, though? Well, They're that the I don't who, know. Who, who wrote it off? Because the independent contractors that work out there for security, who run all that base, they're the same ones that work at all the nuclear national labs and other facilities. They're also the well, ones that run export for uh, Department of Energy. Well, that might that might be true. All I know is that the Air Force runs the massive complex. The um, the Defense Intelligence Agency ran S four S two, along with uh, along with in conjunction with the Air Force, who acted as personnel. That's why Richard Doty has the DD two fourteen to be in the administration level of S four, which was the top level because he was with the Air Force. The cameraman, the cameramen in area uh, in S four and S two Air Force, the police officers Air Force. So again, when I say Very the melting pot, it, it is, it is, I think, an accurate description. And when you see the, the Department of Naval Intelligence on the bottom of the Victor film, it's not because they were running that interview program. It was because they were asking the questions at that time. Um, it was to, their to turn. The dean. According to people, there was a conga line of other three-letter agencies outside of the uh, of the uh, of the interview suite getting ready to insert their questions to that bean. Maybe not on that day, so many, or on different days there was less or more. But it was it was other agencies ready to insert their questions to to the bean. Um, what's Dodie's opinion on the video? It's interesting. You know, everybody thinks, oh, Dodie, he's John Stewart's been dotified. 
Richard, Richard Doty doesn't hardly know anything. He says to people, I don't know much about the film. He says that he knows that it's real. He has seen it in briefings. He knows people that are part of the uh, of the alien interrogation and retention program. He knows that Doty was the one that gave me the S2. He said, John, you, 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 people don't know what they're talking about. The, the main facility is not S4. It's called S2 Alpha. Here's the FOIA when it was when it was built in the 60s. And S4 is underneath S2 Alpha. Um, another thing Doty said, conjecture. Like I would have stories of pro wrestlers that I really don't even, you know, that I don't even have a, a, a communication with. He said, I remember in 96, other intelligence people saying that there is a director who's got sharp elbows, specific wording, looking to find out the identity and the and the provenance of where he worked, what agency of Victor. So for Rick to tell me that he heard in the coffee shops, so to speak, the 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 little chats uh, between intelligence people that hey, there's a guy in Hollywood that's looking for the biologist, you know, um, I think that was pretty revelatory. Mm. It really coincided with with me saying, um, why is a director looking for proof of an actor if he hired Victor was an actor, right? Why, why are you? And Jeff Broadstreet said, yeah, I spent two weeks vetting Victor's, what he told me about himself. So Rick Doty, not knowing who Jeff Broadstreet is, Rick Doty telling an innocuous story of chatter amongst intelligence people in 96 that a director in Hollywood is got, and Jeff Stiff, the direct Jeff, the director of both Victor interviews. He's stiff. I mean, he's you know, it's you know, it's cut and dry with him. I can see him rubbing people the wrong way, trying to look for Victor's um, Victor's I proof of Victor's identity. Mm. I find people's uh, attitude towards Dodi really interesting because I know he's come out in the past and he's uh, like talked about the, the stuff he's been involved in, you know, yeah. and he's he's spoken about uh, disinformation that he's. He's proud himself, but the thing I have with that is, if you're going to do that job, you have to know things. They can't. So it's you can't. He can't be both things. How dare yeah. you say that, liar? Well, yeah, obviously. But it's you, you see, exactly. people say he knows nothing, but he's oh, a disinformationist. Right. You can't. He can't be a disinformationist from the government, which he's admitted he's done in the past, without knowing shit at the same time. So that, that I, that's why I always take notice of what he says more, like I'd say probably more more than the like the than the average keyboard warrior. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. There's seven, eight billion people in the world. Two people with the DD four two fourteen that put them at S two Alpha. I know both of them, Sergeant Michael Munoz, who came out on a chat room and said, ah, "Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I've been to S two Alpha. Uh, Richard Doty's correct." John Stewart's correct. <laughs> this program is real. Um, so it wasn't just Doty. You're right. Doty's been briefed in on everything. He mm -hmm. has to to be a counterintelligence. And because Doty had to disform and, and disillusion people and lie to people, what he can't doesn't want to he can't come clean now. I respect a guy like Richard Doty, and the five or six times I've had a conversation with him now in three years, is that how many times he says I can't talk about that, it's classified still. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, Richard Doty is not the, yeah, let me tell you this. Let me tell you that. It's, I don't know. I don't know. Can't talk about it. Here's what I do know about this. And and so none of the keyboard warriors want me to speak to 
at least speak to the two people in the world that are willing to come forward with the DD-214 that puts them above the alien retention and, and interrogation program. Really? Okay. Well, that doesn't make me a good investigator if I blow those two people off because of opinions and you know, and then I found other things out about Dodie that the government knocked on his door one time telling him, don't talk about this. So he got in trouble. At the end of his Air Force career, there was a little, not, I'm not making rumors. I'm just, at the end of his Air Force career, there was a friction between Dodie and the Air Force. This is what I heard. Never talked to Rick about it. But there, there was a little, you know. They didn't actually leave with the cake ceremony and Richard Doty, you know, even though he's been decorated by Ronald Reagan and stuff. So, you know, why am I not to believe a 79, 70-something-year-old man who wants to just tell the truth now? He doesn't like the UFO yeah. community because they don't believe him on stories that he knows are factual. Um, I, I don't know what else to tell people, but I'm certainly going to talk to Doty to be a credible investigator. Yeah, you have to. Absolutely. I yeah. I think it's more um I think it's more believable that someone that's maybe had like a checkered history um wants to come out and be like say things that either help him sleep at night or who knows you know, you know we 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 have so many conversations about this stuff now where you know, we we talked about Tucker Carlson before mm -hmm. um about saying that there's a spiritual component to all this stuff right um if that's not a good reason for trying to wipe your slate clean before like your inevitable end comes on this planet. Um, I don't know what is. Right. And you can't blame him for being upset. And, and I don't blame the UFO community too. I mean, he, I'm sure Richard Doty realizes that coming forward, you know, 30 years ago, he was going to get, there was going to be blowback. I, I, he's not stupid, but um, you know, if somebody is going to tell the world the night when I wrestled on ESPN for the light heavyweight championship of the world. And it's not what I know to be true of that night. Wouldn't that piss you off? They wrote a book about it and I know what actually happened. So I understand he, you know, his, uh, he's got, he's got some, um, I wouldn't say hatred, but he's got some real animosity towards a lot of UFO people that, um, that, you know, so do um, we. It's okay. Just try to help, <laughs> John. So do we, you, John. You've had uh, you've had a hell of a lot of people like turning around telling you that this this thing isn't real; it's a puppet. How many people have you had that have turned around to you and said, "John, this is real, and this is why"? And who are the ones that really stand out? Yeah. So about eight special effects people. Without doing, I'm just being honest here. Please listen to me. Not you, four, three gentlemen, but just telling you. Yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Um, around, I don't have the exact, about eight special effects people without doing any, uh, any investigation. I call it whistling past the video like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's a puppet. Oh, it's fake. Good job, but it looks fake. I had one investigator. It's fake. It's an animatronic puppet. Then I shum and I sent him close-ups. And then it went from it's an animatronic puppet to it's a static body. So a static puppet in a hand in the head. John Stewart calling on line four. Um, the alien's chin is so narrow. How did it, you could you could get a hand in there? You could get a hand in there. Oh. 
but the eyebrow moves. Uh, they could have put a remote control um, cable and then somebody else worked the cable. I'm like, oh, I thought you said it was a static puppet. Now it's static and it's animatronic. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm just wondering. Uh, um, well, yeah, okay. So there's a, a male or female hand moving the mouth open and closed that I've never seen before in animatronics. He's like, yes. I'm like, okay. One time the mouth is open, but the lower lip curls down like a resting bitch face. I don't know what else to, how did somebody have their hand in there and then put, put another hand to make the bottom curl down at the same time? You know, it's the, the crickets are chirping in the background. Well, that could have been a remote control. Oh, oh, so we have an animatronic person doing the eyebrow. We have an animatronic person doing the lip, the lower lip, and then someone's hand is in the mouth. And Okay, but there's one point where we see the back of the alien and we don't see a hand or anything. Well, it's dark. No, we've got the five, ten seconds where Victor, the original VHS is blue and it's, you can see when the bean turns and how does the bean make a, he does a diagonal thing with his with his head. How does mm -hmm. a guy with a hand in there maneuver that? And he's coughing and and opening the mouth. You know, and it's the I call it the uh, the, the 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 Mississippi two step. It's the da 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 da. It's the floor show now. Was that that was that interaction? Mm -hmm. Then I had an FX person emailing me. You can believe it or not. I'm just telling you. Don't let anyone tell you any different. I don't care if it's 2024 in real time in 96, we could not make emotion on a animatronic doll like that being had the emotion that that being had. And it's funny because people who see the close up at the end all say the same thing. The alien kind of slumps back. He looks like he's exasperated. We were doing exasperated looks in 96. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for the bombshell? Yes. First of all, the, Unofficial alien interview who says it on his channel. I've done meticulous work on the alien interview. Except that he doesn't show the public where the alien's right arm deflates like Permit the Frog's arm. Are you listening to me? Mm -hmm. It sounds like I'm debunking the film. The arm deflates. It's like a skin. And I'm like, why didn't you show everyone that footage that single it's, uh, oh because i knew it was a shadow but no one else knows why didn't you show that to the world because you're a shit investigator and you're a grifter and you sold copyrighted dvds in the in the mid-2000s that you didn't own and you know you're you you're not legit because i would have showed people that Wait a minute so i'm like it's a hoax as good as it is Something's going on with all these people that contacted me. And then, and you know, you guys know the report of all the men, something's going on. Maybe the government fi oh, filmed this, but the arm deflated. Wait, and I'm telling you this. Now I go to the FX people, two other FX people. I'm like, I think it's a hoax. Oh my God, show us why. And I show them the arm deflated. The first guy goes, oh, that's not a hoax. I'm like, Wait, are you looking at the same photo still? The bean's arm is flat as a pancake. He's like, nobody in the FX world would have done that. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, nobody's that stupid or bad enough to create a doll. That would be like you'd have to pump air in it. Nobody, nobody, it, it, we've, we use foam. We didn't inflate dolls back in 96. I'm like, what are you telling me? 
He's like, well, that kind of proves that it's real because I know an FX guy wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm like, what? So, so, so it, it looks so it? bad, then that's why it's real. Right. The, the next FX guy. He's like, there's no way anybody did that. Any of my friends, he said his friends, any of my friends did that. I'm like, why? He goes, well, that what's not inflatable. We would we didn't inflate, we use foam. Yeah. Called dragon skin. So, so I, you're telling I, me that the alleged hoaxed alien interview with an obvious what the F is, why is his the shoulder and bicep flat as a pancake? And you're telling me that it. Now you think it's real because nobody in the FX world would create a bean or a puppet full of air. Yes. Okay. Now I get an email. Call my cousin. He's a zoologist. Reptilian. I don't know what you call him. What is a guy that studies snakes? A reptologist? I don't know. Email the guy. I said, what can you tell me about the aliens arm going flat. He said, I just want to let you know that there are many species of reptiles when they are nervous, when they are scared, when they feel threatened, they go flat as a pancake. His words, flat as a pancake. So, interesting. so when you wonder serpent, why I lay awake at night, serpent this is why I, in right there. Right, a serpent tie-in. I didn't ask for that. So when I thought I was conclusively proving that this video was a hoax, now I have special effects people saying, oh, we didn't do that. No way. Okay. You know, as my wife says, and I love my yeah. wife Joanne. You know, if you want to, you want to talk to my husband, pull a ticket on the on the crazy train because this is what it is. You're it's in the, the right crazy place. Train. Uh, this is yeah. the crazy train. Uh, Ashton asks, uh, "How sure are you the DNI alien footage is real? What percentage? Hundred percent? Question mark? Oh my God! What a what a great film! I mean, what a great question! Um, just because all of the irregularities, all of the cross referencing." People from one era matching the statement from somebody from another era. Nobody coming forward in 30 years. Government, Hollywood, credible UFO researcher with credible evidence that I could take to a police officer that it's faked. I, I am, and I don't have puppet in the mm-hmm. in a garage. I don't have the alien or formaldehyde. So 100% is off the chain. I would say I am about 87%. That it was filmed, um, that there, it was an actual extraterrestrial being filmed. I am 5% that it could have possibly been hoaxed by the government. And I am 0% that somebody in Hollywood hoaxed this. Awesome. How's that? That's, that's an excellent answer to that question. Well, the, the idea of somebody putting all that money in to fake something like that. The, the question is why because right. well the, the only the only good reason for somebody to fake it is if it was rocket itself you know if they if they faked it so they could then make right. it like a mockumentary right. sort of thing the uh that, that would and be Lee, the i've talked to people, people on the production trying to be a good investor i don't mean to cut you off trying to be know. a good investigator all people who are on the production of the rocket video alien interview documentary three people I said, what happened? He said, Jeff said, come to the office. I got to show you something. And even Jeff looked at him and said, I know, I know, but this is what it is. All three of them said the same thing. Sean Morton said the same thing. Jeff Broadstreet, they were friends, said, come to the office. You got to see this. You know, like everyone reaffirmed what Jeff Broadstreet has been telling me for three years, what the CEO Tom Coleman has told me for three years. We didn't do it. Victor came to us in a taxi cab. He said he was from the government. He was at Fox TV first, and they threw him out. 
So did Victor fake it? Okay, so government biologist retired that doesn't drive, coordinated a at least an $80,000 production with soundstage, animatronics, catering, wardrobe, script writing, uh, film, films, uh, camera rental. Yeah. I mean, really? they, they might not have had all that. If if it was, they might not. They might have just been. But why did they throw them out? Um, Fox because the person, out? you know, why did anybody think to talk to the guy from Fox TV that met Victor? Excellent question. I'm very curious why they they. I'm the only out. one that did. He yeah. said, "Weirdo, pain in the ass." Or he didn't. I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm, I get the, Jeff Broadstreet has said pain in the ass a million times. Mm-hmm. The Fox guy, weirdo, too much trouble. And he threw, and I couldn't guarantee um, the guarantees that Victor wanted, which was total anonymity. You know, his name on not anything, and and they just threw him out. Why do they call him a weirdo? Like what? Like that's interesting. What? What well, that was that was his vernacular. That's a good question. Yeah. That, that was his. I have no idea. I I, I don't know. But you could kind of tell on the thing. You know, the he's like this. How do I describe Victor? He's a caricature of a mystery man. <laughs> Basically, but yeah. I can I can imagine this hair lip guy with a bad '80s government suit mm-hmm. on, you know, and telling me that you know we're going to do it this way and we're going to do it that way, and you don't understand. And you know, would people do Hollywood well, give a shit about all this? They don't care. No. They want to make yeah. money. So if you know, yeah. Victor was probably getting. I, I am this, folks. This is my interpretation of knowing Hollywood and listening to Victor, that Victor was probably going to think, oh my God, hold on, Victor. Can you get the president of Fox down here? Oh my God, Victor, this is incredible. What can we do? And that's not the way Hollywood works. That's not Hollywood's collective personality. Mm-hmm. So No, I know lots of smart government people and they're Uber nerds. And when Uber they nerds. get like, oh yeah. And when yeah. they get pressed, in fact, I go to a weekly, uh, trivia competition with a bunch of them uh, they're really good at the science questions they are shit at sports uh, uh yeah so i mean i know a guy who barely he knows how to get to the place where we have trivia he knows how to get home and he knows how to get to work that's it right uh you know and, and again they're bizarre people so, man they're bizarre so it's, a hoax. it's an actor so yeah. fox the guy from fox who made no money is telling the same story as the guy who directed it in 30 it's the grand scheme you know the 75 year old ish philanthropist one percenter that got the list for me and emailed it to me he called the widow of one of the doctors on the list told her if this guy should ever call you tell him your husband was secretive and come on please a screenwriter in 96 knowing that the number 27 means yankee white people that have to deal with the president and then on the list is a vice admiral who was colin powell's chief of staff for intelligence who we put in the oval office really did this i mean really folks i think people have way better way better things to do than hoaxing a uh, retired car dealer from chicago have you spoke to all well Probably not all of them. So I don't know if all I can of only them. hear out of one ear. So I, I'm, I'm listening. Go ahead. Have you, have you spoke to pretty much everybody you could that was involved in the creation of the the documentary? The um. Well, I I never spoke with Bob Dean. I spoke with Sean Morton. I spoke with Jaime Musan, who was called in to analyze it. I did not speak with Jim Delatoso. Uh, who was in the documentary. I spoke with Stephen Adair, 
finally, about two weeks ago, who was interviewed, said the same thing. I knew no one on the, the production that said this was fake. We were told this guy came to the studio with this film. I've talked to, for three years, the director of both films and the CEO, who's also on camera, uh, Tom Coleman, who says, is this a video of a space alien? I don't know. Jeff and Tom Coleman for three years. I don't know what else to tell you. We did not make this video. We did not know who Victor was prior to him contacting us um, when he was at the newsstand on Cayuga Boulevard, however you pronounce it, in Los Angeles. So now that you you believe you know who Victor was and yes. you have the picture and he's passed yeah. away, yeah. how do you go about, what's your next step? What's your next step to, to get this? Does he have family? Is there someone who can be reached out to? Kids, grandkids, well, something like that. Yeah, after we did his, uh, his well, I, I can't release that much because mm -hmm. I'm still on a production. But we will show the world um, as much information of how we disseminated um, Victor's biography. So, but he did awesome. die. Which coast did he work on? West. West that's coast that's, specifically. Can I say something? Yeah. That's, um, we had three, um, not the guy that I just talked, or did I just talk about in the beginning, the latest light of deception. Uh, two years ago, we had three, uh, men from the Reed School of Lie Deception and Lie Detection, which is based in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And all three of them uh, said the same thing, that, uh, that uh, you know, Victor had the, some of the hallmarks of a whistleblower by using dark humor. He was pendactic, which is mm -hmm. indicative of a scientific background. You have to be precise. Uh, that he was nervous, that he was under, it dealt with a great deal of stress. Um, and I'm going to get back to the, the original guy mm -hmm. uh, from, uh, from a couple of weeks ago, but the one, the one police officer said, I caught man, I caught Victor saying man like that, man, like, Hey man. And he said, I believe Victor was a West coast person. Now, years later, Jeff Broadstreet tells me he didn't drive. He took a cab to the rocket studio pictures in Beverly Hills. Again, somebody telling me something and then somebody else kind of saying, you know, doesn't it sound like he might've lived in the California area? He's taking cabs and not driving. And you no, know, maybe, maybe I'm stretching, maybe yeah. I'm stretching, but it certainly to me sounds like, um, you know, he lived in the, in the, in the Los Angeles greater area. And we have the location of the second 08 interview when he's in Jeff Broadstreet's Honda CRV. We've got the baggie full of the Ziploc baggie full of money in the, in the, in the, uh, the door panel, the mm -hmm. passenger door panel. It's in, uh, it's in the, the um, uh, Santa Monica Hills by these radar dishes. So we're assuming Jeff picked him up somewhere, you know, maybe at his home, maybe, at, maybe he took a cab to rocket pictures and Jeff and him drove up to the satellite. Jeff won't answer that yet. Um, so I am assuming from Jeff Broadstreet, the director's testimony, trying to read through the lines and this lie detection person that he was definitely California based. You know, which West lab Coast he was based. associated with. Yeah. And that is my opinion. Yeah. 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 That is my you know opinion. Which... I don't want it to, you know, yeah, yeah. Do you, have you, have you narrowed down to what labs he may have been associated with? No. Start acting no. former retired coworkers. No, but we know, we know by that, well, he's been sheep dipped, hmm. you know, it's like the doctor that I tell people where this doctor of 40 years, there's nothing on him in the internet. 
not a hole in one at the country club, not to being his marriage announcement, cheap tip. He's just missing. It's a whole bunch of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Victor has the same um, modalities in regards to his biography. Um, Yeah. That's what I was asking. If you, if you could figure out which labs, like if he was a DIA biologist, that's going to narrow down where he would have been pimped out to. Right. Right. If he oh, was look, Department of Naval Intelligence, it would have been what labs he would have been pimped out to. Because there's only so many right. with crossover. Exactly. You know, or Air Force or right. whoever. Or, you know, maybe he's a JPL, you know, guy who's getting loaned out to Skunk Works to go work over here. But either right. way, like those labs are there. Those people are so clannish. You know what I mean? Right. Excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. And, it, and people will say, well, give us more examples of how somebody corroborates another person's testimony. No problem. Um, in the second documentary, Victor talking about Bob, uh, Donald Rumsfeld, like he has met him many times, enough times to call him a bombastic boob, enough times to know his schedule and says, look where, Bob, excuse me, Donald Rumsfeld was on Easter of 08, which I did. Mm-hmm. Didn't anybody else find out where he was? Um, this is not a big deal, but I, at least I took Victor's challenge. So Victor is talking about Cheney. Uh, Cheney and his hatred for Cheney, his, his hatred for Rumsfeld, the bombastic boob. I mean, that he has got to have met them. Then we find out months ago that Victor was the caretaker of the deceased aliens, showing military and scientists in the program and showing political dignitaries that were allowed to go down to S4 to mm-hmm. see this program and see the bodies. So, cooperation that Rumsfeld and Cheney, Secretary of Defense and Vice President, were down there interacting with Victor as he's showing the aliens in 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 liquid storage, and I'm you could just t- you could just tell Rumsfeld being a goof and asking dumb questions and infuriating Victor and Cheney coming off as aloof, and I don't know this for sure, but I could tell this from Victor's visceral reaction about Cheney and Rumsfeld, and then we find out that lo and behold. Now he did have contact with them with conjecture stories that he was the caretaker of the beans, giving the guided tour as I used the vernacular of the dead aliens to dignitaries and people in the program. This is how he met Rumsfeld. This is how he met Cheney. This is why he's got a personal opinion of both of them. Um, I don't know if you in can my tell opinion, yeah, I don't know if you can tell us this or not. Um, did he die of natural causes? Or is there anything interesting involved in his death? Why are you trying to get me in trouble? It is my <laughs> opinion. It is my opinion, and I and I should have the piece of paper in front of me. And not, so I'm that's a, yeah, yeah. They, they, they yeah. made him get okay. quiet. Gotcha. Okay. From what Jeff Broadstreet said, there was itching. That's why he had the back scratcher. We think Victor had um, a liver disease that manifested one of the symptoms in a very oily, itchy skin, subharabiac, subharabiac. Oh my God. My, my niece, who is a, uh, who is a uh, medical uh, surgical assistant is going to kill me because we were talking about it. It is a manifestation of liver disease that your oil, your skin becomes very oily and uncontrollably itchy. That's all I'll say. Hmm. I'd be wrong. Will will the public be, be well? Well, I say the public. <laughs> will will the UFO community at some point when they watch um, your documentary, will they see Victor? 
Oh, we're going to show his face and we're going to give his name. Oh, yes. So this is beautiful. And again, two podcast people have seen Victor. So all of the UFO skeptics, all of the UFO people, people that have told me it's Bob Dean, you are wrong. And I will put $2,500 in your pocket. I will fly to your home and hand you $25. If you meet the three conditions to prove to an independent investigator, it's Bob Dean photo, Bob Dean's name and signature on an appearance document, right? What's if it's Bob Dean, what's so hard about that? And professional voice analyzer that it wasn't, that it wasn't, that the man in the chair wasn't um, uh, Jeff Broadstreet. You got to meet those three conditions. If it's Bob Dean, big deal. That should be easy. It's not Bob Dean. Well, everyone listen to me. So now what do we do? UFO world, skeptics. It's not Bob Dean. It's not Lazar. It's not Whitley Schreiber. It's not Victor Marchetti. Now, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. You tell me. But it's not I, Bob I, Dean. I, I worry about everyone much, told man. me 30 Haters years are going to hate. 30 years ago. Well, okay. So Vinny Adams, a guy I doesn't know, a podcaster's lying. Jack from Cosmic Road, he's lying. He's like, Bob Dean. Um, 30 years ago, everyone told the world and myself, if you find out who Victor is, you prove the entire film. If he's an actor, well, then we know probably it's a hoax. If he's a, a real person that works for the government, then game on. Okay, game on. Yeah, yeah, like I said. $500, it, I'll fly to your house. How hard could this be? If you know it's Bob Dean, and I've proven that Victor and Bob Dean have different ties. Go on Hunting Victor YouTube channel. You'll see, not Bob Dean, different ties, and the director's email to me. This interview took place at the Rocket Picture Studios, Beverly Hills. They said it took place at Bob Dean's house. Hmm. Hmm. Not Bob Dean from the director and three other people, including myself, that have seen the picture. So now what are you going to do? Now, what do I do? Oh, I mean, one is I, I truly wouldn't worry too much about the skeptics and haters, man. They're, that's just what they do. They, they love to get the rise out. They, they're they not into the subject. They don't care. For them, it's just fun to Right. I, and I appreciate that. And I'm an easy yeah. mark because I'm a hyperbolic person. But I'm just simply saying, you know, I'm challenging people. Maybe somebody else can take a further ball and, you know. But all I'm telling you, it's not Bob Dean, Lazar, Stryber, or Victor Marchetti, or Jeff Broadstreet, the director. Now what? Now what do we do? And it's it's next week. You're going to have, you know, the uh, the uh, the the Malaysian flight M37. You know, it'll just, you know, it, it's then they push John Stewart into the closet, and I won't exist, and you know, I've got brain damage from wrestling, and you know, you'll I'm sure that story will start circulating and and then when they see victor on a documentary it'll be oh, uh, no it looks like he looks like a oh my god i almost he looks like a southern race car driver in the 1970s so <laughs> with a hair lip so bob dean looked like that mm, yeah no yeah it's uh like i said man the the haters are gonna hate there's there's a lot of toxicity in the ufo community it's amazing it's these people who have been they're they're in their own you know we were in the golden age of cults now we're in the golden yeah. age of i don't know um hyper rhetoric and belief. skepticism yeah maybe hyper focused belief system it's not even skepticism because some of the people who are like skeptics they have their own belief but it is this yeah. and everyone else is wrong 
Right. It's like if you grew up in a small right. southern town with 300 churches and only 2,000 people, every all four people in a church think everybody else is going to hell, but not them. Right. But not uh, them. Right. That's UFOlogy right now. <laughs> yeah, Al, I'm trying to help other podcasters and other yeah. skeptics. Like, don't embarrass yourself. I I, I yelled at Stephen Cambion on Truth Thinkers. I'm like, you're 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 gonna you're gonna have to walk this back one day, and you're gonna eat a lot of shit. Stop right now. Solid it's advice, not, John. It's not freaking Bob Dean. Stop. Yeah. You're uh, going to be embarrassed. I don't care what else you believe. It's not Bob Dean. Boo, boo the Beagles got you. Don't feed don't the trolls, feed the John. Trolls. You did a good job. Yeah, you do it. They just keep coming around, man. They just keep coming around. Hey, I'm a heel in pro wrestling, and I have to react back to the heels or else I don't get paid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just instinct. Uh, sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, so as you're tracking this down, have you tried to find anyone else associated with it? Now that you have who you believed Victor to be, um, you're you're going to be able to pull up work contacts next, right? You're going to be able to. Yes. And, and with out. more money with the documentary, like I, I told everybody, we've got about 30 hours in the can. You know, we've got, we want to make the puppet. We want to recreate the puppet with 24 technology to see how close we can get. We want to do the synchronized high-tech voice analysis to show everybody it wasn't the director when Victor was talking. That takes a lot of money. What are other things? We still have leads to follow in Italy. I want to go back to Cuba to find the priest that, that I met with. Um, what else do we want to do? Um, there are a couple more people that I would like, would like to interview. I would like to go with a camera to the, to the doctor's widow who spoke to me mm -hmm. and said, that's my husband in the film. Um, there was one other thing I have in the tip of my tongue. Oh my God, my, my COVID brain. Um, what are the things that, that, that are going to take, you know, substantial uh, other people that I wanted to, to interview? Um, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no I'm drawing a total man. break, but there's a couple of other, couple of other people that I would like to, uh, you know, to do a one hour sit down with Dodie on camera, find this Michael Munoz. Oh, this is what I wanted to tell you. So four days ago. Okay. Let me go back again. Give us more stories, how one story from one era meets another. Okay, here's a story. We find, it is found, let me use good vernacular, it is found that the two men in the foreground of the Victor Alien interview, the military general and his aide to the right, you see their shoulders that get in, involved in the camera. The man on our right, we it is found that he is holding a Sony Walkman video recorder where the you it's a little screen you hold it in your hand with mm -hmm. the strap please listen to me folks now we know the film was on 16 millimeter shot on 16 millimeter so says bill mums who did the national geographic breakdown of the patterson gimlin film 40 year person in video and special effects john it was shot on 16 millimeter rick doty 1991 probably still would have been shot on 16 millimeter okay so this man has got a sony video walkman that there was another recording, okay, in the room, okay? So it's great that we see the picture of him, a little blurry, but it's you can see the strap. We've got the Sony, it came out in 1989 or 90, the film was in 91. Are you, are you ready for this? This Nico, a tech guru from France living in Senegal, gets me on Zoom. He said, I wanna tell you something. I saw that video, I saw your alien. But John, here's the weird thing. I'm like, okay. He goes, what I remember was it was from a different angle. And there was more, showing more men in the room. I'm like, what? 
He's like, why? What, what, what's, the, what, what's the big deal? I said, because we show somebody else filming it in the, in the room besides the government, besides the Air Force. So you're proving that that camera that was connected to the Sony video Walkman, that's the videotape you saw. And he said it was a wider angle, way more, he said way more men in the room in a different angle. Oh, how in the frick? Nobody knew about this Sony Walkman video. It's, I mean, we put it out on a couple of little blurbs and nobody knew about this. Nobody knew that there was two tapes. And he said, what I saw was just under an hour. And so he is proving in story about this other uh, military aid holding and videotaping another independent video of this interview. He saw it. It's a different angle. A wider angle shows more men in the room, which backs up my document. My alleged DIA internal amendment says that there were the two telepaths and four military men in the room. I mean, I don't know what else to do? You know, all that's hoax. Okay. Well, a, a change of pace there. We had someone wanted a very specific question asked of you, and they put it in there. Did you ever fight Papa Shango? No. Because <laughs> we got we got other people that, that, that love Papa, right? Savio Vega, right? Yeah, I, I yeah. don't yeah, know. Savio Vega was well. He was in Puerto huh? Rico a lot. I had an offer to go to Puerto Rico after Bruiser Brody was stabbed in a shower. Little suburbanite Johnny Stewart was not going to Puerto Rico to wrestle with all that treachery down there. Buddy Landau said, don't go down there. But uh, Savio Vega was very big down there. So I probably would have wrestled or met him down there. I already, Savio's a, a great guy, by the way. Yeah. Never met him. Change. You know what I think is interesting is something we've talked about. Uh, we have a, a conspiracy mothership podcast. We have three different podcasts we run on the weekend. Uh, this is the interview day. Uh, and we've been looking forward, definitely looking forward. I've definitely been looking forward to this. Uh, something that's been coming up on our, our other show that we've been talking about all three of us have been rewatching the X-Files. And it's amazing to see things like this that are coming to light, things that you're talking about that were portrayed in the X-Files early on. It was like it was desensitizing the population to it for when that came out. I mean, especially the first season. We're talking about recovery teams. That was episode 10, season one. Military and private contractors are going in there, shutting things down, faking it to, to do retrieval, you know, uh, vaccines with potential strange things going on there uh not only that like everything from the grays from possession to all these modern topics like souls and containers i think that was episode eight or seven the the nasa one where they were trying to launch mm -hmm. it's amazing and do you so you're talking to hollywood you have more experience definitely than myself in entertainment uh, how much do you think of that is how much do you think that is getting put out there just to get in people's minds so that when it does come out, it is immediately just kind of pushed to the side as that's just another fake thing. They're, they're, they're stealing from, you know, yeah, TV. there's a theory that I'm developing after, no. you know, a mountain of, of testimony and, and, um, and stories and, and witness testimony that, um, that the government has had a desensitizing pro program since the fifties with the public. And I think the most concrete, and um, factual story of that is Steven Spielberg saying that, you know, the government leaked the Holloman, the Holloman story to him. And he developed close, and close encounters of a third kind from that Holloman story. 
Um, that's 70% that I truly believe the government leaks out, lets out, um, uh, finances in, in third party companies, production mm -hmm. companies. And I do believe that since it's in the lexicon, and I'm sure the government probably would have realized this, that this is happening, that since the government is giving, um, the extraterrestrial phenomenon, a shove into the lexicon of people via Hollywood that other people like me wouldn't be interested and would be interested. And then we would write our own screenplays and movies and, and, and TV shows um, based on what we've heard. So it's a kind of like a, a good vicious circle for the government. But I, I hate to be one of those people that's a hundred percent, but I believe to a high degree that mm -hmm. the government has had many, many, many instances of infiltrating um, Hollywood to get certain projects uh, uh, greenlit, um, uh, to be technical advisors on certain projects, to if you do it this way, we will give you the use of an airbase. If you tell it this way, you know, we will mm -hmm. let you green light and use our technical staff all the time. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Shaping the narrative. So, so, you know, to, to hear things that were in a movie and other thing, and then come out later on, you know, um, you know, and it's going to, it's, I think it's going to come out with this Lockheed story, but, uh, people that are honorable in these military and the intelligence community and in military that want to leak out stories, Okay. And I have a two part answer to this mm -hmm. to leak out stories. They go through the government. It's like, it's called MSOP, something like that, where you go to the Pentagon. I want to write this book wink. Mm -hmm. And they look through it and go, this really happened, but we'll redact this. And, you know, because the Pentagon loves to be able to go back and say, well, 70, 30 years ago, we let close encounters be made. We were trying to tell you what happened without mm -hmm. panicking you. I know that for a fact mm -hmm. that there are, retired and current Pentagon officials who um, who are, what's the word, are, are resting on the laurels of the government being able to say, well, we did try and tell you, but we couldn't come right out and show you the real video of the bean coming out of the craft. So we let this guy stage it or we let this movie talk about it mm -hmm. and, and try and, you know, kind of a, you know, again, it's the Mississippi, the Mississippi River two-step. You know, we, we tried to get it out, but we 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 let it faked so we could, you know, tell you and it would be a soft disclosure. And the other, the other, the other uh part of that is how many people have told me about government magic. I mean, Stephen Greer talks about, and Stephen Greer has not talked about me about this, but I've heard him talk about it, and other people have told me that the government has staged certain things and let it out. So it is a soft disclosure without actually being real, if that makes sense. If a mm -hmm. craft crashes in Chicago and three beings mm. fall out of the craft and die in the ground, and it's, you know, the government recreates it, lets it be put out by a ufologist. So the government can say, we did try and show you, we just couldn't show you the actual video. And I believe that three or 4% of the alien interview, the possibility that could have, it could have been government stagecraft. Yes. I don't believe it, but there's a three, three to 4% chance if I'm a gambling man, that it could have been government stagecraft. Victor's pissed off. They, you know, 
They pull Victor aside. We'll let you leak this fake video. I don't believe it, mm-hmm. but it's an outside possibility from what I know about the government. Oh, that's not even what I was alluding to. I just think it's interesting. The timing of that is because you have within several years of each other. I mean, and not even several, a few years. You have this. You have the alien autopsy. You have yes. Skinny Bob interview. Yeah. You have these three things saturating with distinct look, kind of right. moving through. The other two people took credit for, but in a weird way. Uh, and this one, nothing. So yeah, it would, exactly. you could even reason that, that this one, I, did this one come out first? I, I didn't check. No, that alien out. autopsy. And then this oh, came out. Did. Yeah. And, and, and thank you for saying that. Al. I Again, all of these keyboard warriors who with credibility, with proof is coming forward to say, I'll even take the man or the woman that did the catering that day that provided the food truck. Just give me them. I'll go away. I'll tell everybody it's fake. I'll make a little documentary. You'll never hear from me again. Give me the accountant. Give me the the, the login sheet at the central casting wardrobe for an army general and a a Navy admiral. That day in 1996, where it was shipped to rocket pitchers or whatever. Just give me just something, folks. And I'm not talking about the B-roll that rocket pitchers filmed. I'm talking about the Victor film. Give Mm -hmm. me someone who did it with credibility and I'll shut up 30 have years. You looked no up, one's come forward. Have you looked Why? over, over what? alien grays that yet? Yeah, well, I, I say grays, but the, like the tanned looking ones, have you tried to find more of them? Well, I've talked about what the alleged, this is what truth, truth seekers wants to say. God bless them. And I, I agree. What the alleged defense intelligent agency retranscribed internal investigation memo that was leaked to me, it's a mouthful, said was that this was the identified as an other gray, a haploid. Um, uh, Gray type one has got the almond eyes, totally gray. Type two, a little more humanoid looking, a little bit more of a rounder eyes, still gray. And then this other, or or, um, a a little rounder, but still almond. That's type two. And type three, this other gray is tan with round eyes. That's our guy. And he was a haploid. He had one sexual chromosome, according to the internal investigation. And he had reptile features. And then it came from Zeta Reticulum. Yeah. Reptile features and how he deflated, correct? That is what what a, whatever a person that studies reptile... Whatever they're called. Told, yeah, whatever yeah. they're called. I'm sorry. So, Again, folks, I don't have the all the yeah. whatever he was called. He's like, oh no, reptiles. I tell you what, should deflate. should this be real? And and it's very interesting. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. That's that's not right. Nor am I. I'm just, yeah, I'm just here job. for a conversation. Yeah. Uh, so someone keeps bringing up uh Kevin does Timothy Alberino and LA Marzulli. I like both those guys. And the snake serpent aspect, I'm surprised those guys haven't jumped all over that angle. They right. probably don't know it. If Do you they know my did, worst nightmare as a kid was the, was the movie where the guy turned into a snake in the carnival? Oh, with yeah. Brother Martin. Yeah. Ooh, I, I start going into forever. a psychiatric event. I'm just retelling my childhood. and uh, yeah. that, that movie scared me. But yeah, but again, the zoologist is like, look, certain snakes, reptiles, fold like a pancake, his words, during stress. Jennifer's been on the show before, um, oh, okay. and she's she's seen uh, one of these. She says, "I see before. things. I'm an experiencer. I log my vision about Turkey, um, Premonition Bureau. Dot scene grays." Okay, Very thanks, cool. Jennifer. Thank yeah, 
that they tanned. It's another thing. Can I say one more thing about experiencers? Whitley Strieber was emotionally yeah. moved when he saw this being. I think he said something like, this is familiar to me. And he said he hasn't reaffirmed it because he, he um, we have not interviewed him yet, that he believes that the monitor was some sort of like a vibratory device, that these beans give off a vibration and that the, the, the bizarre monitor next to the bean, the thing that started my whole investigation off, was not so much for a respiratory breathing um, monitoring, but like a vibratory uh, monitoring of the bean. I'm just telling you what he said. But he was very moved when he saw the bean. Another thing, Rob Dean, Bob Dean. What did Bob Dean say when he first saw the bean? You've got one of the little guys. We all have an inner dictionary, according to my new uh, lie detection person. We all have an inner di dictionary. So we all come up with things um, that we use that maybe somebody else might use. You, the th three of four of us could see the bumper of a car. Somebody could call it a bumper. Somebody could call it a tailgate. Somebody could, you know, we all have the inner dictionary. And we, it was interesting that Bob Dean's inner dictionary snapped into attention like he had seen this before, gave it his own, uh, gave it his own um, uh, nomenclature and said, oh, you've got one of the little ones. I thought that was very interesting. Can I also tell you before we leave about the, our newest lie detection person that I am begging to look at the, the entire Victor saga? I forget the words. One of them was reticence and one was something else. But he said, because he thinks Bob Lazar lied about much of his testimony. He said he thinks Bob Lazar lied about the, the craft because he, he called it five different things. The saucer, the UFO, the thing. The, uh, the the um the saucer craft UFO the, uh, the ship he called it five different things he said the the lie detection expert said that is a hallmark of a liar where he said Victor in the three in the three broadcast in, in the, the nine minute I'm sorry he did not see the two others simply refers to at the AT as alien or being alien or being over and over again, alien or being, not E.T., not the visitor, not the per perpetrator, alien being. He found that very, very pointing towards a lie, a, 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 someone that is telling the truth. Another thing he said, Victor is not reticent. Victor, he, and it's amazing when I went back to listen, Victor uses, it's possible, maybe, I don't know. Um, and he said, liars of liars speaking, yes, yes, definite, it was, it is, I know. He said, I can't believe it myself, but Victor is so, you know, he uses, I don't know, maybe, possibly. He's like, a liar does not use that vernacular. Makes sense that, because if, you, if you're lying about this something. This is only on the nine minutes, you know, yeah. of, of the video. So If you're lying about something, you're either trying to convince somebody or defend your argument. So, yeah, That's it makes correct. sense. And he said, liars don't say maybe, I don't know. And I look back at my podcast, you know, like Dodie, I had to bring him into the conversation. You know, when you're saying, I don't know, 50 times in an hour. A uh, question for you, John, um, from Terrestrial yes, Material. Uh, John, have you had any pushback from the government in this process? Or are you just oh, rolling along? You obviously haven't listened to other podcasts. Yes. So I've had 11 FOIA requests. Um, the scariest one was the Defense Intelligence Agency. I 
called. His name was Andrew because you have to give names to the keyboard warriors. His name was Andrew at the Defense Intelligence Agency. Very nice young man. He said, Mr. Stewart, I see your name on our computer without a file attached to it. So what? He said that that can't happen. You have to get on this computer only if you have a file request to it. I'm like, so Andrew, what exactly are you telling me? He's like, well, someone had to remove your file, but left your name. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I've never seen that happen. Two hours later, I get the phone call, Andrew at DIA. It's this. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Stewart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Total brick. They send me a letter that says, because of the nature of your request, we will have to perform interagency meetings and cross-agency communication to decipher the blah, blah, blah of your request. Okay? So somebody pulled my file off a of DIA. Why? Holden from the National Air and Space Intelligence Center at Wright Pat, when I sent them the questions to appear in my documentary, comes back four months later after ghosting me with a cease and desist. Do not call me. Do not write me. I am never to call or talk to you again. Destroy all of our communications. A higher up at the Pentagon has notified me to notify you. You are on a special watch list because of your FOIA request, the nature of your questions to Wright-Patterson National Air and Space Center, Intelligence Center, and the um, your overseas emails. So the Pentagon to this, according to this guy, has put me on a special watch list. Um, number three, my emails missing from my iPhone two occasions and other two iPhone disturbances that no one can explain. And folks, listen to me carefully because Apple Corporation can't explain it, nor can any hacker or the FBI. Four different email platforms on my iPhone all had the red but not deleted email swiped. AOL, two AOL, iCloud, and Gmail. And Apple went when they heard about the four different platforms, went, quote, I've never seen that before. I asked the Russian hacker in Chicago, who could have done this? He said, my friend, <laughs> I'm imitating, this is not how he sounds, <laughs> only two Gs, two Gs. I said, two Gs, two Gs could have done this to your phone. I said, what do you mean? He said, this G, God, or the government. Stories. Okay. I don't know. Is that all true? I don't know. Tell me. Sounds great. You know, when the DIA FOIA request department tells you he's never seen this before, when Apple tells you we've never seen this before, be scared. Yeah, iPhone iPhones um I used to deal with phones years ago. Uh iPhone iPhones are like they're hard ones to crack. Very hard. PBS comes out with the Pegasus program, the Israeli software, where it gets onto your phone. You don't even know it's there. You're screwed. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I know something's going on. And I know when you touch a third rail and piss a segment of people off, I have touched the third rail. I am simply asking your viewers, what do you think the third rail is? The alien phenomenon? There's 10 million people researching it. What did I find out that has pissed off and alerted people to the government to steal my emails, to wipe files off the DIA, to, to tell us an agent of the National Air and Space Intelligence Center, I'm on a Pentagon watch list. What? What is a 56-year-old retired car dealer? What have I done? You, you know what I think it is? 
You know what I think it is, John? I'm listening. I don't I don't think that it is the image of the alien. Let's say it's a let's say it is one hundred percent legit. I don't think it's the alien they're upset about being out. It's been either. out forever. They haven't no, removed I... it. You know what nobody talks about? The message that the alien was saying. The things it was talking about. Nobody likes that because when you start looking into it, you start finding out the things that were also coming out that the Victor was also alleging the things that it was saying. Correct. And the narrative is always driven towards that this is fake or it's a puppet or this or that. Of course. Okay. That's a discussion. Let's also have a discussion about what its message was. What was the conversations right. it was having? What information right. was going back and forth? Right. And the only people I've even seen approach that would be, again, Tucker Carlson on different programs and a few other people. And they don't even really like to get into it because, again, it is a very strange message. Right. Yeah, you know, it, I've been, I've been told that by the more than one people, there is a heavy con religious contingent at the Pentagon that is very, very worried about the true nature of these beings. I'll leave it at that. I'm not divulging anything, but there's yeah. a contingent at the Pentagon that is very spiritual, very religious, and very worried about the true nature of these beings. Has been told to communicate it to me by more than one person. So take that sure. as you wish. You know, it's it's all weird. It's all scary. It's all Hopefully weird. there will be a resolution of all of this. I pray to God. I never rail against the military. I'm a champion of the military. I was one of three people. I'm bragging right now. I'm one of three people that helped keep the North Chicago Veterans Association Hospital open from in stop closure. And four years later, $130 million, Jim Love, Captain James Lovell Medical Facility was built. I was one of the progenitors. My godfather died in Vietnam. I respect the military. I love what, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be in a desert in a bunker in the in the desert with an M M M16 you know and god help and god, thank god there are people that do that but it's it's over you know we have to come out to some degree and with the american people and and i don't think it's going to be as alarming as people hmm. think because we care more about the kardashians and wheel of fortune than we do anything else so um the government is one <laughs> they've desensitized us desensitized us i don't think we need to know everything but we at least they have some confirmation and let us all move on. You know, I think it'll pull the country together because, and I hope the government is listening to me because if you don't choose that line of the line and direction that I'm talking about, you are then might be falling possibly susceptible of the underserved and the underprivileged in this country. I'm one of them that is going to wake up one day and realize you've spent three to seven trillion dollars on building replica alien spacecrafts and never letting us get inside and examining alien tissue, but never giving those advancements to science. And when they wake up knowing that they could have had daycare, they could have had better schools, they could have had their bridges fixed, they could have had after school programs. Um, we could have had a utopia with that money that you've spent it hiding aliens and extraterrestrials from us it's going to be a bloodless revolution but they're not coming to my house they're going to come to your house remember that i'm not threatening just think about it choose the other way the other path soft disclosure keep it light and simple we'll forgive everybody we'll forgive the murders the illegal money and we're going to move on as a country john you okay. mentioned this uh, I, there was another video at the beginning there's another angle, apparently. 
in the follow-up DIA memo was more information. And this will be shown in the documentary that there was a second film that was part of a much broader film that was shown to military intelligence insiders and people in the program. And that portion was 56 minutes long. How the hell did this guy know, this tech guru know, another film was out there that was under 56 minutes? I don't think I've ever talked about that. So again, strangeness. Again, talking about another angle of the same alien. He hmm. told me on Zoom, I saw your alien. The lighting was different. Of course it was. The original Victor VHS was bluish. It was different lighting. Rocket Pictures darkened it. So this guy is, again, telling even more truth that he saw what Victor produced. This, And it's on the documentary. About five seconds of this bluish hue uh, of the alien in a bluish hue light. That's what this man saw. So he wasn't lying about a different light. Same alien, different light, wider angle, different angle, more men in the room. Boing, 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 boing. Checked all the boxes. How did that happen? Hmm, I have no idea. John, And remember, I know my main leaker. I know yeah. who he is. I will never divulge his name until he has passed away. Just like Deep Throat and Mark Feld of the FBI and Watergate. I will never divulge who he is ever. I know who he is, and it ain't a French-born African, you know, French-born black Sid Tech guru who lives in Senegal who's 40 years old. So how did he know all of this? That's a good question. I, look, I hope you get the uh, the funding and backing to continue with your project out yes, of Hollywood. we will. I look forward okay. to seeing it happen. I yeah, think that's a pretty too. good spot to uh, run it. Man, this is – I've looked forward to this for weeks since we got you booked on. I was, I've been pumped. Yeah, it is sitting right now, just to let people know, I know for four years I've been teasing this, but because this is what I was told, I didn't know it was going to take this long. It is sitting right now on the desk of the president of unscripted television of a network right now. I mean, he's, he's on board. He just wants to know how he can position it, his words mm -hmm. in the, in the programming, what legal statute, you know, we're going to start revealing, you know, names of Naval people. And I could be a little Harry legally, I don't know, maybe not, yeah. or just privacy wise. Hey man, get forced on fire, see what happens. Yeah, so yeah, so it's it's on a it's on a network executive's desk. So nice. let's keep our fingers crossed. I'm nice. excited to see it. Yep, yep, definitely. Well, thanks for coming on, man, and uh, taller listeners. Buy a T-shirt, like, share, subscribe. Check us yeah, out. please, please support this channel, folks. Being a content creator that we all enjoy, me included. Um, uh, that costs money and time. And if we don't support uh, people like the alien attic and, and, and all the great work they do, and I mean that sincerely, well, then they're going to vanish and then we'll have nobody making content. So you have to support channels like this. So donate, yeah. buy t-shirts, buy coffee mugs and, and support oh, yeah. these guys. I, I'm asking yeah. you. I appreciate it. Cheers, that, buddy. Thanks, okay. everyone. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Good night. Have a great day. Good night. Thank you. Thank you all of your your viewers and listeners for giving me the time to, to talk to you again. Oh, uh oh, 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 chill out, oh, Ollie. Oh, technical, <laughs> technical. This is not a joke. This is not a hoax. Certainly, I'm staking my reputation on it. If an anonymous individual in a 
rubber mouth could be said to be staking his reputation on anything. I'll challenge these ufologists to debunk me, discover my identity. <laughs> if, if they really believe that the alien interview footage is a hoax, prove it. Show where it was faked. If they believe that the alien in that footage is a puppet, prove it. Find the puppet maker. If they believe that I am a hoaxer, prove it. Discover my real identity. It certainly doesn't matter to me at this point. Do I fear for my safety? Well, I could tell you this, and this is part, this is a snapshot of the film that was smuggled in 1991 out of a facility uh, just south of Area 5-1. Um, if I am truly in danger, that means that this film and this, this being is real, and God help me. But if I'm truly in danger and this being is real, that means the extraterrestrial program is also real. And I say, God help us all. Just so everyone knows, we are making sweatshirts available. Go to the store and check them out. Yeah, buy are. all of them. Buy all of them. Hell yeah! Oh, we need to get a PayPal set up because Moody keeps saying we need a PayPal. Also, right. somebody uh, somebody said in the comments, uh, "I'm not saying it's demons, but it's demons." A hundred percent. Hundred percent. I also think that might have to be on a T-shirt at some point. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, that should be Thank the next you. one released. That was Thank good. Thank you, comment, man. Yes. <laughs> Not saying it's demons, but it's demons.